Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> tonight, but before we get to that, Desperate House Witches, especially tonight, is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. There will be dirty talk. There will be bodily functions. I am bound to offend somebody tonight. So if you're all right with that, I'm happy to have you. But if that's not your cup of tea, and I understand for a lot of people it's not, Y'all can tune in some to, to something else. That's all right. I won't be upset, even though it's my birthday week and my feelings will only be a little hurt, but it's okay. I'll get over <laughs> it. Anyway, Desperate House Wishes is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredible, the wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Check out www.wickedwitchstudios. It is October. And Dorothy is currently having her limited edition Halloween sale, sprays and oils. You know your favorites. You know my favorites. Go and get them while they're still available. You only have until the end of October. And if you need Dorothy Morrison's products shipped overseas, check out theangrycauldron.com. Again, that's wickedwitchstudios.com for Dorothy Morrison and theangrycauldron.com for her international shipping. I am so honored tonight to have with me one of my dear friends, the amazing and brilliant Dr. Deborah Burris. Hey, Deb. (laughs) You're going to give me a big head. Hi, y'all. How y'all been? Deb, I'm really educated. So, how are you? Happy birthday. Thank you so much. I um, did you in you know, time? We did were, you, oh no, I didn't do a damn. Honey, it's Corona. Where am I going? Well, there's <laughs> plenty of shit to get up to inside the four walls of your house. Yeah, but none that I want to report on the air. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, De- Deborah and I have been friends for a few years now, and. One of the things we have in common is we like to talk some shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, oh, yes. We're going to be talking some shit tonight, so hang on to your toenails. It might get interesting. So I don't know if you watched the debate last night. <laughs> no, I did not. I had a gallbladder attack, and I think I had more fun. <laughs> Oh, damn. Are you okay? Are you I'm feeling fine. all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I just, you know, I've, I've finally concluded through my extensive, you know, I've, I've read WebMD, so now I'm an expert, you know. So, um, no, I, I, no, I did not watch the debate because it's not going to change my, my vote. Um, right. It's not going to make me feel better about where we're at. And I'm not going to lend my oxygen to that orange face shit given. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So right out the gate, let's just let's just get that out there. Oh my gosh! No, I did not watch the debate. Uh, and I agree with you because, and the only reason I would even watch it, some points was because of sheer curiosity. Because I keep hoping this fucking idiot's going to go off the goddamn rails and, like, I don't know, piss himself on stage. Just something entertaining, you know? I mean, I need a laugh after fucking four years of this bullshit. This, that'll happen if, if 
please, all the gods and goddesses and spirits and angels listening, if he loses, then he's going to lose his shit. He is the consummate high school bully that when somebody finally has the nerve to walk up to him and spit in his fucking face and twist his balls, he's going to collapse like a cardboard cheap whatever. He's just going to collapse like a house of cards. That's when we'll get our comeuppance. Please let that happen. Please. You know, the only other thing that would make me just as happy is if Ivanka decided that she had enough being a woman and wanted to be a man and got a sex change. I think, not that there's anything wrong with, with changing genders. I have lots of friends who have done that. But I think in his mind, it would be such a radical slap in his face that he wouldn't know what to do with it. And I think he deserves every disappointment that could possibly happen in his life. Do you know what well, I mean? Town Hall, <laughs> Joe Biden's Town Hall, on yeah. every device that I had. I logged in on every device that I could possibly log in on just to try to bump the ratings up. Because Hank Green, I don't know if you know who he is, but um, he is an author who also does a show called It's Okay to Be Smart. And uh, oh, he wow. got on his TikTok and said, you know, don't waste your time watching him. But if you really want to stick it to him, what he's trying to do is get higher ratings than Joe Biden. So a way that we can avoid that is to everybody log in on every device. So I was logged in on every piece of electronic media that I had. That's cool. Oh, I just thought of something even better that Ivanka could do that would make me so happy. Mm-hmm. If she turns around one day and says to him, I hate you, I never loved you, all I ever cared about is your money, and you are meaningless to me, and the sooner you die, the better. That would make me happy. I I realistically could see that happening. I mean, I probably don't. not. I don't. Aaron, yeah. But I could see that happening. I mean, that woman... I want. I, there's a piece of me that wants to feel sorry for her, and there's a piece of me that doesn't. But she is the epitome of a miserable bitch. If you look at her face every time you see her, she looks like she is smelling something bad. She looks like she's oh. lived her life cleaning cat boxes. You're talking, I mean, she looks. You're, you're talking about his wife. I'm talking about his daughter. Oh, you're talking about Ivanka. Okay, I'm sorry. I got confused. I was thinking about Melania. Yeah, Ivanka. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. She's... Melania Melania has, you know, her anchor baby, which is Byron or Baron or whatever the hell his name is. Um, I mean, and I don't, you know, I feel bad for the kid because he has no choice. Right. That kid. But the Uh, rest of the kids are all pieces of shit. And the wife is a piece of shit, and the previous wife was a piece of shit, and the wife before her was a piece of shit, too. They're all shitty people. Yeah. Well, I what you're saying. I agree. I think Ivanka just walking walking from him and, and, I don't know, becoming a, you know, raging liberal Democrat. <laughs> <gasps> Oh, you know what? But I don't think that would bother him because he he actually at one time was a raging liberal Democrat. Yeah. 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 He swings like the wind. Yeah. I mean, he started off as a New York liberal, playboy, joke, couldn't keep it in his pants ever. You know, I mean, he's famous for, you know, I watched only because I watched Nicole Wallace. And Rachel Maddow, did I see parts of the debate because they broadcast them after the fact? And it was just more of the same bullshit. And I still don't understand how people can support this idiot. I don't don't get it. I I mean, and what even you what? And he mocked that handicapped reporter 
That should have been the end of it in my mind. But now when he was in that debate and he basically, whatever you want to call it, gave not so tacit approval to the Proud Boys, I'm done. Anybody that wants to support him after that, I'm done with them. I can't deal with that. And that means none of my family talked to me what little I have. They they all think Mm -hmm. that I'm, you know, a freak, which is fine because I kind of am. But you know, they don't, they don't talk to me. People around here, they don't want anything to do with me. And that's fine because I will ne- I, I was like, how can you stand there and support this man when he is trying to hurt people that I care about? I can't do this. This is ridiculous. You know, but whatever. I don't understand. Well, you know, when did human decency become a liberal fucking ideal? When did that become so far beyond the pale of the idea of basic human decency becomes such a leftist idea that we can't even be decent. I mean, I don't understand that. Well, you know what? They co-opted God, quote, unquote. So if we can co-opt decency, you know, that's not, that's not the worst thing we could be labeled as, you know, being actual decent people. So I'll fucking take that. My problem is, so, you know, if grabbing them by the pussy didn't do it, and I don't understand how that didn't do it, and kids in cages didn't do it, and being okay with misogyny, homophobia, racism, I mean, every bad possible instinct that human men have, this son of a bitch has. And tons yeah. of it. Like, every worst Every every of every bit of the worst instincts in human beings, he proudly displays. And I and I work with people who support him, and it is so annoying to me that you can be because I question these people. I question everything they say. I question all of their motivations. You know, some of them I've known for many years, and I thought before Trump came along that we could actually, you know, try to be friends, at least be civil, get along. You know, some things we have in common, like, you know, we're parents, and, you know, we've been around a long time. Just simple, basic shit. But, man, Trump. Trump made it so that I can't be friends with any of these people because they're all as base as he is. It's insane. Well, he's like the the, the poster boy. I mean, he's like their ideal poster hanging in their juvenile bedroom that they whack off to, to aspire to be like him. That's the sad thing. It's, they don't have a problem with sex crap by the pussy. And I'm like, you wouldn't have a problem if some man walked up to your daughter and said that? When you can look me in the eye and say that, then I will believe you. And I honestly think that they could. I mean, it's like that Roy Moore abomination that was down in Alabama, you know, and there was yeah. people saying, well, I wouldn't mind if he was interested in my 10-year-old daughter. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? What is wrong with right. you? You know, because but these people I mean, sell I, I their children. Yeah. These people, let me tell you something. A lot of folks, a lot of old world folks do these crazy shit things that, that seem very foreign to us, but aren't foreign to them. For example, when I was five years old, I was promised to someone. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, to them, it just extra- extrapolates out to being okay for an older man to do whatever he wants with a younger woman because women are property anyway. And a lot of these friggin' men still believe it. And their Supreme Court nominee, Amy uh, Coney Barrett, she's one of these women who believes that, you know, wives should be subservient to their husbands and, you know, that... (laughs) Men are the head of everything. And here's the weird part that I don't understand about her. If men are the head of everything and she is subservient to her husband, who the hell told her she was allowed to get an education and be on the Supreme Court? I mean, that's that's kind of the antithesis of what she believes in, isn't it? 
I would think so, but who the hell knows what's going on in that messed up mess of her brain. I mean, that that whole crap, I mean, you know how I feel about that whole men should be, you know, women should be subservient to men. They can kiss my right royal ass because that ain't happening. I, this whole idea yeah. of men are the head of the household. Well, there is no man around here to begin with. So, you know, what you going to do? And that's just, I can't stomach that. Stomach that concept and how anybody, you know, and these women, these apologists, women go, oh, but I like it when he opens the door for me, and I like it when he does this. Well, that's fine. You can like it all you want. You can like wearing makeup. You can like getting your nails done. I like to get my nails done. I like to get a pedicure. I like to wear, you know, really cute underwear underneath my camo coveralls when I go deer hunting, okay? Right on. That's right. When you don't. No, when you say, well, I'm going to make, I'm going to leave that to him, and you have no working knowledge of your finances or how to change the oil in your car or how to change a tire, or this is my personal pet peeve, how to fucking back a trailer. How to back a trailer. I have made money at horse shows backing people's trailers up for them because they can't be bothered. And I'm like, you don't need to be pulling it forward if you can't back it up. But anyway, that's a side (laughs) note. (laughs) I can't. They apologize for, well, you know, I think it's more feminine. Well, kiss my ass. I'm pretty damn feminine when you get my clothes off, and that's all that really matters. You know, whatever. I get so pissed off about that. That makes me so mad because it's like I somehow I'm less womanly because I do, quote, man's work. Well, you know what? Around here, it's all my work. So there you go. It's all all women's work. See, and I totally respect you because you do it all. You do it all. And I think that scares people because they can't do what you do. And, you know, that's that's their problem, quite frankly. Yeah. If folks can't do it, don't like they won't. I mean, I learn everything. And, you know, that's the thing. I came to this farm with no special knowledge because my dad was of that generation that you were speaking of where women are less. You know, if it hadn't been for my mother, I would have probably been married off at 13 years old to some person. But my mother was like, no. And, you know, my dad, I was the only child. And when I came out of the womb with a vagina instead of a penis, he was like, I have no idea what to do with a girl, so I'm going over here and do my own thing. He did not teach me mm-hmm. most of the things that I know. I learned it by hook or crook, you know, I, you know, as best as I could. So it's, it's not, you know, I have no special power. I have no special knowledge that other people can't obtain. They just choose to not. And I'm like, okay, but then I'm not going to help you if you choose, if you make a conscious decision to be willfully ignorant, I'm not going to help you, you know, so. Right. I, I, and, I, and I understand that, but it's got to be difficult sometimes when people are intimidated, you know, oh, because yeah. you, because people have this thing, and and I've experienced it in some of my relationships, not just men but women too, that yes. folks want to feel like they're needed, and it's mm-hmm. like I think people have a very misguided notion of what being needed could mean. I agree. You know, and and I think that's where we lose the difference between I want you here because I love you or I need you here because I can't do this shit myself. Right. And it's hard. It's hard. You and know, I've you've been raised problems. a certain way. Yeah, I mean, I was I've raised had- in a world where women were expected to get married and, you know, be a wife, you know, my father's biggest ambition for me was that I would become a teacher. Fucking thanks. I mean, you know, it's like when I became a private investigator, my father told me that that wasn't an honorable profession and certainly not suitable for a woman. Oh, excuse me. My father never referred to me as a woman. What the fuck am I talking about? For a girl. And I was like, I'm putting bad guys in jail. What are you talking about? Is ridiculous. But well, my father was a pastor. Wrong with it. If you want to be married and you want to be a wife, I think that's great. 
saying that a whole class of people has to follow that pigeonhole is bullshit. And right. to say somehow right. I'm less mm-hmm. female or less feminine or less whatever. I mean, I have the pro- that problem too. Men, women, whoever I try to date or be in a relationship with or what, they don't like yeah. the fact that I do what I do. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do this thing because, you know, I've lived on this earth for 51 years pretty much doing my own thing, and they don't like that. And it's not that yeah. – and I try to make people feel needed, but I'm also not going to sit around and, you know – I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, well, but it's you know, it's that it's trash talk. I'm not going to sit around and pat them on the ass to make them feel better. I'm sorry. Right. If you're not more confident in who you are than that, then get the fuck out anyway. I don't need you. And hence, yeah. I'm single. And I think, <laughs> well, I mean, but it's you know, my I have an aunt that never married. She, you know, she was in relationships. The relationships didn't work out. She is now 78 years old, and I didn't even realize that she was that old because she's got more fire and spirit than I do some days. And all of her, you know, she's got all her faculties. Her shit is completely together, and she's like, you know, every once in a while I regret not having a child. Not not getting married, mind you just not having yeah. a child. And then when I explained to her that she would have had to have given up traveling the world five times, um, you know, buying all the clothes she likes to buy or doing all the, going to the shows she likes to go to. When I explained to her that none of that would have been happening, she's like, yeah, you know what? Never mind. I'm pretty happy. So yeah. it's not a necessity. And, and I think people are so wrapped up into the, Oh, but this is what's still, even to this day, it's still expected. Like most of the women I know who are anywhere from 23 to about 32, a lot of those women in my life are like all popping out kids. And I'm like, this is, is this really what you want? Are you sure this is what you want? Because I find that most people who have kids, would have done a whole lot better if they'd started with a puppy. <laughs> well, I started with puppies and never quit. So I learned. But see, that's You know, I have no maternal instincts. I'm not going to lie. There is nothing about a baby that I think is cute. I don't want to hold it. I don't want to go cuckoo over it. I want, I would take, I would rather take an un an un beating than change a diaper. Okay? I no thank you. I have lived my entire life this far without having to change a diaper and I plan to go out that way. Not interested. I like kids when they're older and they're more interactive and I'm not afraid of them like dying yeah. because I do something wrong. You know? So <laughs> and make that of you you learn to not want what you can't have, kind of like the fox and the grapes. They're probably sour anyway. But, honey, let me tell you, the people I have been with on this planet, the world don't need more of them. So I was never interested in making more of them. The people that I have dated have not needed to be reproduced. <laughs> shit. <laughs> You're fucking crazy. Holy shit, that's funny as hell. I agree with, listen, I mean, I have, and I have said this many times, and I'm sure I've said this to you too in some of our private conversations. I love my kids. I have two adult sons. They they actually made it into adulthood in spite of me, um, <laughs> because of my husband, but in spite of me because my husband's a great dad. I'm insane, and I lucked out. But the fact of the matter is, if I was starting over. And I were given the choice, do you want to have kids? I'm telling you, the answer would be no. I gave up so much shit. And I love my kids. I would walk on glass for these bastards. And they know it. 
but I'd never do it again. And they know that too. I'm like, you do, we are not repopulating after the fucking flood. You do not need to have a mass production of your DNA. And then I remind them about who their grandfather is and who their biological father is. And I'm like, do you feel the need to spread more of this bullshit across the earth? And they're like, "Mm, maybe not. Well, and I, you know, my deal was it was just never on my radar screen because by the time I got out of school, you know, I'm in my late 20s. Then I get a job, and then I'm trying to get back here. And then I, by the time I get back here, I'm in my mid-30s. And then it, you need to get tenure, and then you need to get promoted. And by that time, I'm in my mid-40s, and I'm single. And let me tell you something. It's a long way around this story, but hang on. Okay, so I am now a member of the local Extension Homemakers Club. Oh, yes, I am a proud member of the local Extension Homemakers Club. And you want to talk about a a sketch comedy southern, you know, steel magnolias slash Carol Burnett show comedy farce, go to that meeting because the president is deaf. She can't hear, She and she... And she doesn't want to hear you. She's just going to do what she wants to do. She's like a tiny little bulldozer. She's like a little five-foot bulldozer that goes and gets her hair done at the beauty shop every week. The inspiration leader slash secretary is a retired school teacher that has control issues, and those two are constantly going, yeah, 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 at each other the whole time. And then the only other two people in this meeting are me and a friend of mine who is very much like me, and we're sitting there going, oh, my God, what have we gotten into? And they're like, oh, we paid your membership because we need some new young members. I'm the youngling. I'm 51. I'm the youngster. <laughs> so wow. they are, the meeting is very is very proper. You know, they have the Pledge of Allegiance, and then they have the this, and then they have the roll call. And the roll call each month is a pre-prescribed question that you have to answer to indicate your presence at the meeting. <laughs> and so this month's question was, what have you done to simplify your life? Wow. And one of them said something, and one of them said, and they get to me, and I said, I don't date anymore. <laughs> Wow. And the little school teacher lady looks at me, and she grins real big. She said, that's the best answer I've ever heard, and I'm going to use that one, too. And I'm like, I have found my spirit animal. And Miss Margaret, which she's got, the, like, the reddest lipstick, and she might be four and a half foot tall. But by God, you can tell that woman is a force to be reckoned with. I wouldn't want to make her mad. She'd probably whoop me with a ruler. But anyway, <laughs> I don't have more because my life is so much simpler because I'm bad at it. I'm really bad at it. You can line up a hundred decent people and one sorry fucker, and you can blindfold me, spin me around three times, and I'll walk straight to that sorry one every time. <laughs> I just don't. Do it. I just don't do it. I can't. I am apocalyptically de- bad. So I just don't do it. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I know. I I I gotta tell you, and it's something I've I have discussed repeatedly. Every fucked up decision I ever made had to do with sex in my whole life. Like no, no matter who it was, no matter what it was, who it was, where it was, when it was, every shitty thing I've ever done was because of getting laid. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, and, and you know, and I'm, I thought that being laid or not mutually exclusive in my life. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that about myself. <laughs> you know, but even if they were, honey, as long as they're making double-A batteries, I'm okay. Or rechargeable, <laughs> you know, whatever the new thing say, gotcha. you know. Gotcha, but, gotcha. No, no. It's, that, it took me yeah, a minute. I well, and my thing is, you know, I'll I'll find somebody, and boy, I think that things are going just fine. Sweet. In about six weeks, you got a fish or cut bait, right? And they look at me and go, "Man, 
there's a lot of things, you know, because I've never, I mean, I, I think I'm kind of a catch. I'm reasonably good looking and I'm in decent shape and I've got, I ride horses yeah. all the time. So I've got some really strong thighs and, you know, I, I make pretty decent money, but then they get and they go, man, she kind of looks like she's going to hurt me or, or they're scared of me or they're intimidated by me or they just don't want a woman who knows her own mind. And at six weeks, man, they're gone. And it's not like they're like, well, I don't think it's going to work out. They just disappear. They just freaking disappear. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever, next, you know. But I just gave up. You know, it's not worth it to me. I find that, you know, back in my day it was all about, because I'm a bit older than you. Um, yeah. Back in Back in my day, it was all about, you know, we're going to have a good time, we're going to get high, we're going to fuck, and then we're going to fuck enough to see if we still like each other during the regular time when we're not fucking. And now, these days, nobody's fucking anymore. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Well, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, my dogs are oh, singing well, the song in their background. Oh, well, they may be they may be agreeing with me, but I'm finding that the young people today, no, young people today are not looking at sex the way we do. I think they're looking at it as more of a chore than as a pleasure. I have had this conversation with multiple people, thirty and under, who are like. No, we have other motivations now. You fucking horny old people are are going about life completely wrong. You're not looking at things like compatibility. Your hormones are ruling your lives. And I'm like, you fucking people are smarter than I was. I like this. The God's honest truth is, the guys, I almost got married once. And I... What caused me not to get married is we went to pre-marriage counseling. It was because we uh-huh. it, he was Catholic, and we went to this pre-marriage counseling. And the first time that we were there, they make you take like this 500-question questionnaire, and you answer on this spectrum of answers. You know, and it's about everything, about finances and kids and birth control and household duties and, you know, homosexuality and, and everything. I mean, and there's all kinds of questions and then they graph your answers and they look for intersecting sets. And if you have intersecting sets, then you probably don't need to have counseling about that area because you probably pretty well agree. Well, my first clue, uh-huh. this was a thing. We had no intersecting sets, none. We were like not overlapping on anything. And then we, we went through the counseling and the night after we got done and we got our little certificate and we had to, thing that was okay to move forward and get married I had mailed the invitations I was taking my best friend out here to my mom to get her measured for her dress and I looked at her and I said I'm not going to do this I can't stand him he is not somebody Whoa. I would ever pick up line up to be friends with so yeah I, my hormones were totally running that show and the sad thing is wow. is I had way more hormones than he did he looked at my dress, I showed you a picture of it, and his comment was, don't you think that kind of shows a lot of cleavage? And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Oh, Lord. Wow. And I just went, he is not somebody that I would ever be friends with, so why the hell am I marrying him? And I called it off. I went back the next day, That's I thought cool. about it tonight, and I said, I called everybody, and I said, um, just ignore that. We're not, it's not happening. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. You know. Wow. Well, but I think it's better to do it. I think that's kind of hope that will happen in that stuff, right, is you hope. You know, now I've tried to be more choosy as I've gotten older and find people that I look like I'm at least compatible with. But as you and I both know, because we've talked about this person ad nauseum, and we're not going to do it anymore tonight, but I thought I had somebody that I was like, on paper, man, we look like house on fire. It was great. And, oh, hell no. Oh, my God, no. That was the most. Yeah. That was the most damn year and a half of my life, and I'm still getting over the after effects of that. So even if they look compatible on paper, when you you've got to find somebody that after you're done fucking, you want to talk to them, and that's a hard thing to find in a single person. You know, I it mean, that's is. a hard that's a hard to find. 
Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I just, you know, and now politics for me is everything. So I said I'm single. I mean, I'm not single anymore, but, I mean, there was a point in my life where that wouldn't have mattered, and now it's the first, you know, even just friendships, it's the first thing mm-hmm. I want to know. I where, which side left. of the aisle? Which yep, side of the aisle left. are you leaning on? Because that's going to determine if we even have a second conversation. That's exactly right. I mean, I told somebody just last night. I said the first thing, if I ever tried to date again, the first thing I would ask them is, "Did you vote for Trump?" And if they say yes, I'm like, "Thank you, bye." <laughs> I mean, I won't even. I'm not. I'm done. I cannot. I am not willing to comp because tied up in that simple question is so many things about who I am, so many things yeah. about my beliefs about women and and LGBT plus rights and people of color yes. and environment yes. and science. Oh my God! Yep. Don't even get me started. Lack of science literacy in this fucking administration. I don't think they can even spell it. But anyway, you know, <laughs> there's so much tied up in that question of who I am that I'm. Not, yeah. I mean that 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 is a filter that takes care of all of that. You know, because I'm. I mean, I'll I'll go to my grave a lonely old woman with my rocket rabbit clutched in my cold dead hands before I would date a Trump supporter. Oh, oh yeah, there's no way in. Hell. And, you know, it's it's funny because, well, for it's not so funny, but for me, you know, my first husband, pagan, you know, practicing witch, and wound up being a Trump supporter. And I'm like, you had your dick in me. This is gross. <laughs> I have to, like... Admit that, like, I once slept with a Trump supporter. I mean, he wasn't a Trump supporter at the time, obviously. You're talking about over 30 years ago. But the fact of the matter is, we were together, and this person who I loved and respected has, t- I mean, and I know why my, my ex is a Republican. It's because he thinks he's making money that puts him in a bracket that that Trump would care if he lives or dies. And it's like, and, it's, and I think it's more about just being a Republican because he makes money. And I'm like, you don't make enough fucking money for these people to piss on you if you were on fire. You don't believe in any of their standings on social issues. So how could you possibly support them? And he's like, well, you know, taxes and and Democrats are a mess. I mean, I love that answer. Oh, well, you know, Democrats are just a mess. Really, what are we a mess on? What are we a mess on? Well, I will say, I will you, say this. Okay. I will okay. say this. And the Democrats brought the ball by ignoring the rural population. They spent all of their, in the last election, I, I hope that they've done better this time, but they dropped the ball by not re- remembering who made them get there in the first place. The rural farming populations, the, the, the poor, you know, the, the people that are like coal miners, the people that do manual labor, the blue collar people, they ignored them thinking they just had them in the yeah. bag and they don't. They haven't had him in the bag in a long time, and that was a fatal mistake that they made. That was a because True. all their policies tend to benefit those people, whether those people want to admit it or not, because they're all going, "Oh my taxes, oh my taxes." Well, but what about all these other things like workers safe from unions, like um, you know OSHA standards, like social net, you know uh, the social what is it safety net programs that some of them rely on. Sure. They forget that sure. that's all stuff that, that Trump could give a shit about, you know, and they forget that. And But they see him and they go, hey, he's kind of, you know, they see him as the, and I use this analogy a lot, as the high school football quarterback that won the big homecoming game for him, and he still drives around 40 years later wearing his letterman jacket and his 1978 gold Trans Am. And he hits with a mullet, and he hits on the car hop, the 16-year-old car hops at Sonic. He's that guy. And they're like, "Well, he's all right. He's done all right. He's done all right." Well, no, he hasn't. But he and he doesn't give a rat's ass about you, you know. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. 
with you, and it's something I've been saying repeatedly for years. You know, a lot of people voted Bush in, you know, George W., because they wanted to have, they thought they could have a beer with him. Well, I can relate to him. And I thought that was a bad idea at the time because I don't want to be smarter than the president. I think the president should always be smarter than I am. And I'm sorry, I did not find George W. Bush to be the brightest bulb. And I'm certainly not the brightest bulb on the tree. I make mistakes all day, every day. And I fully admit it. And I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. I, like I said, I do it all the damn time. Uh, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. But shit, come on. You know, now we've got this orange shit given, this fucking yeah. redneck scrub who sits on golden toilet seats. He's just a fucking New York redneck. You know, I'll tell you something. There's plenty of chapters of the KKK up in New York State. They're not. Oh, yeah. They're not. Uh, they're they're not few and far between. They're everywhere. Everywhere there's people. There is a sector of people that hate us. Hate people that are not cis, white, straight, Christian, blah 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 blah, and a lot of them hate women. Period. No matter yeah. what. Oh so, yeah. And they well, want to kill everything that's not them. The, I mean, and the rednecks here, I love them to death because they're good people. They're genuinely good people, and they're just trying to get along in the world. It's those white supremacist uh-huh. shitheads that I don't want anything to do with. Uh-huh. And we've got here right. too, about in the drug. But I will say this. Bless the cotton socks of the, the folk out here because they're all, you know, Trump-supporting country folk. But, boy, when the Nazis showed up, and I mean the literal flag-flying Nazis rented a house down at the bottom of the hill. That was a bridge too far, and they run them out of town. And I'm, I cool. was proud of my I was proud of my people that day. And here's the irony. Those Nazi people, they ended up moving to Jerusalem. There's a little town called Jerusalem, and that's where they're at now. Make your own jokes up. I'm like, okay. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, they, they, were, they were literally flag flying, having go, Sunday go to meeting with the white supremacist meetings, living down the hill for me for about six months to a year. And you talk about some nerve-wracking time. Holy shit. See, people yeah. scare me. I'm, I'm <laughs> Those people scare me. People who can have that much rage and that much hate. You know, it's it's an interesting thing. I saw a, a post today that there was a guy, a young guy, a, a teenager here in North Carolina that had a plot to murder Biden. He was gathering weapons, um, much along the same line of the, of the Gretchen uh, Whitmer thing in, in Michigan, where, you know, this guy had a list of people, this is a teenager, of people he was going to assassinate, probably to make his daddy proud, and I'm sorry, that's the only thing I can figure by it, because he's too young to know, um, scare me, and it's like, I'm sorry, people who say, it may have been his preacher, people I have no idea, but I will tell you that people who try to equate that false equivalency of, oh, both sides? No, I'm sorry, we're liberals. We don't fucking have plots to murder people just because they disagree with us. It's not one of the things we do as a rule. I would love somebody to show me where, show. I would love somebody to show me an example of where a liberal had a plot to murder Republicans in office. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Well, and I'm serious. I I would have laid money on it. It may not have been his daddy. It may have been the preacher, you know, up the road, the hellfire and brimstone, goddamn Republican, or no, goddamn Democrats ruining the world, killing babies. That's all they're fixated on, you know. And I don't know if you watch Trey Crowder at all, the liberal redneck. His videos are, are 
or, oh, they're manna to my soul, let me tell you. And he had one where he was talking about you can't have it both ways. Liberal, you either see, you say on one hand, you know, oh, it was talking about the Antifa coming to your hometown and what are they going to lose, the Dairy Queen, the blizzard machine at the Dairy Queen. Uh, but he was talking about, you know, you sit here telling a bunch of, you know, weak-ass snowflake soy boys, but on the other hand were this Antifa cabal of shadow queers. I mean, you can't have it both ways, you know, and, and I just, I, I see the, the, I see around here a lot of that hate being spewed from pulpits of churches, which to me, sure. is very, I mean, how the crown don't open up underneath them and swallow them whole. Jesus ain't wanting them for a sunbeam. What the hell are they doing? I mean, <laughs> Jesus don't want them for a sunbeam. Oh Jesus ain't proud of you for doing that shit. You know? Yeah. I, I, mean, just, I have to look at that and go, what are you actually doing? What are you actually doing? I had an argument with a neighbor in my front yard about his daughter who was in a relationship with a woman. And his, the, the, the mother, and I have known this child for many of her years. You know, she's a grown woman now, but I've known her since she was a young child. And I love this child with all my heart. And she actually wrote on my one of my pictures the other day, I'm so glad I grew up down the road from you because I don't know how it would have turned out if I hadn't. And I'm like, oh, that's oh. so I've I've been a mother figure without realizing it. But her dad was all his. The mother and I were talking, and here comes the dad. Boy, he's stomping up in the yard, going, "Well, she knows the book. She knows the book." And I'm, what book are you talking about? Knowing what he's talking about. Well, it says in uh-huh. Leviticus, blah blah blah. And I'm like, uh, but I believe in that book that you're referring to. The main person that this this religion is founded on said in a later chapter love everybody right and he goes well what and i said no he said love everybody and he's like well and i said no no a brown-skinned socialist hippie made loaves and fishes mm-hmm. and shit and turned water into wine and said love everybody there's nothing else and he was <laughs> looking at me like i heard i ain't been in a church building in a long time but i remember that part love everybody you yeah. know and he just stomped back to his truck and left at that point. I'm like, you can't pick and choose, Dick. You know, these people it's, that claim that's, their Old true. Well, that, you can't claim you make a Old real... Testament because Christ wasn't around in the Old Testament, you idiot. You know, bullshit. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love, I love that. It's because they do pick and choose. I think a lot of people pick and choose. That's probably part of the reason um, of practicing pagan because the book is full. Their book is so full of hypocrisy and they don't fucking follow it anyway. So, I mean, their book isn't even worth that much to them. They hold it up like it means something, but they ought to crack it open and read it for themselves as opposed to having you know, the head of their churches read it to them. It's a very King Henry situation where, you know, yeah, you need to believe in the Bible, but you're not smart enough to interpret it yourself. And that's the problem. I mean, well, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. You know, I just think that you're either going to love everybody or you're not. If you're not, then you're not a Christian. Stop saying you are. Well, and I don't think you have to love everybody in the sense that we all got to get along, but you got to love the fact that they are a living being with their own, with their own sovereignty to live. You can't go around wanting to kill them. You know, I mean, that, you know, I don't love, I mean, I don't love everybody. I don't love hardly anybody. You know me. <laughs> but, but yeah. I, I, I respect their right to be a sovereign being and respect their right to, you know, their, their, you know, and it harm none, you know, do what you will. Don't, don't, I'm not going to tell you what you need to be doing. You don't tell me what I need to be doing. I don't tell you what you need to be doing. And we go from there. But I just can't, but I mean, it happens in pagan groups too. You get these people that are like these, you know, they say, well, you're doing this wrong. I tell you what, I got off of a group the other day, you know, cause I'm a university professor for everybody out there that don't know. I'm a university professor and I was on this group called pandemic pedagogy on Facebook, okay. and uh-huh. 
people were asking for help about, you know, certain issues that have popped up because we were all having to kind of navigate this new way to teach classes because of the pandemic. And I got so damn sick. Somebody would say, okay, I had a problem with some students cheating. I caught them doing it on video. I don't know what to do. Instead of trying to help this person or console this person or give this person some answers that well, you shouldn't be giving high stakes tests anyway. There are other ways to assess them. Blah blah. And this, I mean, I'm an expert. Blah blah. I'm like, shut your ass up. You, uh, nobody wants you. Just talking to hear your damn head rattle at that point because I can't stand it when people are asking for help and people want to judge them and say, and that happens all the time in damn pagan circles. You see somebody post something about. Yeah. I mean, it happens. I'm in every circle, but you see somebody posting something about, well, that's the blah, 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 and you ought not to be doing it that way. Well, I'm pretty sure I can do it whatever damn way I want to because I'm the first United Church of me, bitch, and I'll do what I want to. You know? And <laughs> I can't stand that. I, I can't stand anybody trying to prescribe what ought to work for you with your spiritual path. You know? I mean, come on. Get your ass down. I can't stand that. I know. I mean, you know what? And here's the thing. And and I have said this and believed this my whole life. You can think whatever you want. You can subscribe to any mythology you want to subscribe to. If you need to have your own set of facts, go ahead and have your own set of facts. However... Keep that shit to yourself. People have forgotten the art of keeping their shit to themselves. I'm not going to tell people what they should and shouldn't believe. I'm not going to tell people what they should and shouldn't feel. However, keep that shit to yourself. If it's some kind of whacked out... If you've got, listen, everybody's got a prejudice about something. Oh, food, places. Like, I I can't even handle the thought of going back to New York for any reason because I am so damaged by my childhood that I, I, I mean, I love New York. I still identify as a New Yorker. But I never want to go back because I was so badly damaged by my entire life there. So I, I, I put that, you know, I get a knot in my stomach when I hear about it. But I don't get a knot in my stomach when I hear facts like, guess what? Wear a mask. Put yourself yep. and others in any way you can. You know, science doesn't scare me. Science is factual. People with big brains have been involved in it many, many years. So maybe people with education know more than I do. I think I will listen to people who know more than I do. And that is my problem with the people I deal with on a daily basis because they think they know and they're not doctors. They're not PhDs in anything but being a dick. Okay. <laughs> Pre-hit dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. That is PhD right there. I'm just saying. Well, and the thing is, but science has had its own problems too. And I have my opinions about why this is happening. But you carry on. I don't want to interrupt you. You're on a roll. No, I'm just saying. Go right ahead. No, you go right ahead because I. I well, mean, I'm talking about this is happening. In my opinion, nobody likes to see how the sausage gets made, right? We just assume that science has everything figured out. And what we're seeing is the scientific method play out in real time. We're seeing data coming in. We make our best assessment based on the data we have. New data comes in. Yes. We refine our understanding. More da- and, they, and they go, well, you were wrong. And I'm like, no, we weren't wrong. We were just going with what we yeah. had. That's the whole people don't understand that. They don't understand that science is not oh. cut and dry and then we're done, move on to the next thing. They don't get that. This is they the, like, they like, I know. You know. I have been I have been having this argument with the people I work with, my boss included, for the past eight months because i because every time some new piece of something from the cdc comes out they're like 
well, see, you were wrong. You can't get it from a surface. I said, no, you didn't read the article. The article said it is less likely. Not that you can't get it, but it's less likely. That does not mean go lick the counter and the chairs, you dummy. Yeah. I actually am teaching a class called Science for All. I'm co-teaching it with one of my former students who's now a professor with us also. And we're teaching it to non-scientists. We're teaching it to people that are going to go out and work in, like, public policy and public health and, and places like that. And we watched a documentary on the AIDS epidemic because most of these kids mm-hmm. now don't remember all that. They're too young to remember all the scares that we had to go through in our heydays with AIDS because they sure. don't remember. Now it's just something that they manage. With, you manage it with drugs, and it's, you know, it's no big deal. And, and I'm like, oh, I can't imagine thinking that when I was their age. You know, I was terrified. And they sure. don't remember that about that and so we watched the documentary about that and it is terrifying to me the parallels between the language I heard then and the 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 discrimination and the stupidity and the misunderstanding that I heard going on then and what I'm hearing now you could have took that documentary and replaced the word AIDS with COVID-19 and it would be as appropriate and applicable today as it was back then wow you know I didn't even think about that yeah I mean, it's it, because, That's a good you know, point. and these kids didn't, weren't alive then, because they're 20, you know, these kids are like 20, 21 years old, so they were born in 2000. My God, I felt this all, you know, the 20 years ago was 2000. And, I mean, hell, it feels like March was 20 years ago sometimes. <laughs> I know. They don't, I know. They don't remember that. And, and, and to them, it's never been a big deal. When, to, when, when we, we were their age, it could be a death sentence. And we didn't know, and people were going off of misinformation. There was so much, and we were seeing this this process play out in the government, and with people you know dying from it, and you know, and it being a real fear in your, you know, in your sort of, you know, your sexual awakening lifetime, you know, kind of thing. Sure. And it, it it was a it was a real deal, you know, and it's it's really interesting that that those things are kind of cyclical to me. That we didn't learn anything. We didn't learn anything about how to manage an epidemic. Didn't learn a damn thing. You know. But yeah, but you know what? I can I can almost first of all, uh, the last administration had a playbook and a department to handle it that Trump completely disbanded right after he got into office. I could almost forgive that if it weren't for all of the visceral hatred behind it. Oh, yeah. I can, forgive a, I can forgive a lot of things, but hatred for its own sake is just fucking stupid, in my opinion. It is. Period. It is. I agree. You know? And I, and and I talk is- a lot about the fact that I hate people. I do hate certain people. I do hate Trump. I do hate his supporters, um, not not because they merely support a Republican, but if you are supporting this particular person, you are putting a rubber stamp of okay on all of the horrible things that he has done, the racism, the sexism, putting kids in cages. I mean, it's insane. It's just insane. And and he knew COVID was dangerous. He knew it. He told Bob yep. Woodward in February he knew it. So obviously he is a lying piece of shit. Yeah. And the fact that people well, are just blindly saying, okay, well, we're still supporting him. I do not understand how you can look in the mirror knowing that, LGBT plus rights are about to hit the fucking toilet that women's rights are about to hit the fucking toilet. I mean, I yeah. can't, I don't understand how people are okay with this. I don't, I don't get it. It, it boggles my mind and it makes me really sad because I'm like, you know, how can you be a full throated supporter of this person when he is trying to, eradicate 
Well, and he and his supporters, his, his vehement supporters, would be fine gunning down people in the street. They've already done it. They've already shown us that they're okay doing that. You know, they would be fine doing that. And when that's people that, that that's me, you know, I fall into some of the categories that he hates. You fall into some of the categories mm-hmm. he hates. People I love and care about, people that I don't even know, but they have a right to be walking around on this planet. Friends of mine who can't send their children to the grocery store at, you know, their adult, you know, their teenage children can't walk down the block to their friend's house for fear that they won't come back alive. I mean, what kind of fucking mm-hmm. world are we living in? You know, we're better than this, y'all. We are fucking better than this. And right now, I am so sick of just the... And I know, and the sad truth of it is, right now, and this is what I honestly, God, believe. This needed to happen. This last four years, we needed to see this because we have ripped the, we have ripped the scab off of a wound that was nowhere near healed. But we thought it was because it had stabbed True. over on the outside. Just abscess and all the pus is running out. That's what we're seeing. You know, and all this pus and all this infection and all this grossness is running out of this wound right now. And I hope to God now we can heal it up from the inside out. You know, because, I mean, if he wins again, I honestly believe that my life is in I really honestly believe that they will come to Me my too. house with no, I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I feel the same way. The only thing that saves me is that I live in one of the most liberal parts of a liberal city in North Carolina. I mean, I literally live in a bastion of liberalism that I think the one or two Trump supporters that may exist in this neighborhood are terrified of the rest of us because they know they're the odd man out. As a matter of fact, one such family is moving because Mm. of it. And I'm sorry that you feel like you have to move. None of us have threatened anybody. None of us would ever think of threatening anybody. I understand if you want to be with people more of a like mind. I get that completely, which is why I do live here. Um, but, you know, it's it's sad to see these these frightening factions. And we've run over a little bit, but that's fine. Um, but before we go... <laughs> Please, like, encourage people. What What do you want to tell the folks as far as voting and, and getting out there and being safe? Well, what I want to say is remember when you're voting, you're voting to protect people that you love and care about. And if you say that you love and care about somebody and then you vote, uh, vote for someone who is going to cause them harm, you don't really love and care about them. So you need to vote, your, you need to vote with your heart and not with your pocketbook. I'm sorry. That's just the facts of it, in my opinion. And as far as being safe, wear a damn mask. Wear a damn mask. Wear a damn mask. Don't haul your happy ass out to these huge public gatherings and not wear a mask. Wash your freaking hands and wear a mask. Wash your hands and wear a mask. Wash your hands wear a mask. Wear a mask. <laughs> and a I mean, seriously. <laughs> It's it's so true. It's so simple. Listen, like I've told people that I work with who are like, oh, this whole mask thing is bullshit. I'm like, you know what? You're not a doctor. And then they're like, well, you're not a doctor either. And my answer is, no, I'm not a doctor. So I'm going to actually listen to doctors and take precautions. Isn't it wiser to take precautions that are easy than not? and then be wrong, and then maybe have infected somebody else or died myself or killed one of your kids because you brought it home because you're asymptomatic? Why not even do the responsible social thing? Just put the mask on and take it, you know, and it's not that – I don't expect people to wear the mask 24-7 if they're not in health care. Yes, you need to take it off. Go sit at your desk and take it off. You don't have to wear the mask if you're not interacting with other people. Step away when you can. You know, if you're in a grocery store, listen, I've had it happen. I've been in a grocery store, and and it was summertime, and I was wearing a mask, and maybe I wasn't wearing an appropriate material mask. It was too thick. It was too tight. 
there are adjustments that need to be made. These mask things are new to all of us. Step outside, mm-hmm. breathe some air, go back in, finish your business, you know, maybe buy 10% less groceries and save a few dollars and get out of the store a little quicker. I mean, there are things, step into the bathroom, go into a stall. You know, I'm not telling people you need to suffer to make me happy. I'm saying let's all be socially responsible and maybe look after each other a little bit more and not be so concerned about, well, my freedoms are being – no, all of our freedoms are being impinged, sweetheart. We're all in this together. And that's what I think people need to remember. We actually all are in this together. And we're going to get out of it together if we all make a decision – that maybe if we all spent a certain amount of time, I think if people like quarantined and wore masks for like three months, we could see a significant drop again. Yeah, and that's what I'm I hoping happens in the, in the next administration. Yeah, I, I miss my students. I'm ready for things to go back to normal, but I would rather miss them for a little while than miss them forever. So. Exactly, and I I really just been fun. I thank you so much for spending time with me. I really do. Yes. Happy birthday, dear. And we're gonna, <laughs> thank you so much, and we're going to do this again. So, you know, let us know if there's anything you guys want us to talk about on our next uh, visit, which will probably be in about four months. So um, yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do a couple of times a year our trashy talking. So you know, if you want us to discuss something we want to trash, uh, we're happy to entertain ideas. So yeah. you guys, <laughs> thank you so much for spending this time with me and my my friend Deborah Burris. Deborah, Bye, I y'all. adore you. Thank you again. I love Bye. You. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys, I am off for the rest of the weekend, but I will see you next week. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Be blessed. Do whatever rituals you need to do. You know, vote early. Be protected. Get get your vote in in person if at all possible. Have a good one, y'all. Bye-bye.